Transcripts and recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner. Welcome to Light It Up, a podcast about resilient women balancing motherhood, their careers, personal lives, and all of the challenges that come along with being a superwoman. Each week, you'll be motivated to take action to lead, inspire, transform, and empower. Now, here's your host, Dr. Regina Mashira. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Light It Up. I am your host, Dr. Agina Mashira. This week, we um, have a very special guest. All of my guests are special, but this guest is special because we go back, hmm, I feel like it's probably 20 years, maybe. Yeah. yeah, at least 21. I feel like I met you in 2000. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> we're dating ourselves right now. (laughs) But Courtney G. Smith is my guest today. Um, And Courtney is an award-winning film producer and Reiki master. And we are going to talk about how she transitioned into um, Reiki and just talk about the benefits. And we'll talk about some other things as well. But I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Um, because as you all know, it is very important. I'm always stressing self-care and um, finding ways to really take time to focus in on ourselves and to minimize the stress in our lives, which I also need to do. So I'm preaching to you, but I'm preaching to myself as well. But um, please help me welcome Courtney Smith. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. I'm so excited because um, you've been doing some really great things. And I am just really fascinated um, with how you have just evolved over the years. I think when, I guess just to give people just a little bit of our history, we used to work together at Chicago Public Schools. Yeah. Yeah. And um, anyone who's ever worked for Chicago Public Schools knows <laughs> the what comes along with that territory. It teaches you a whole lot about yourself. No, yes, it teaches you a lot of restraint. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And um, and so we met during that time, and and so that was about twenty one years ago, twenty or twenty one years ago. But during that time that um, we worked at Chicago Public Schools, I know you were experiencing some health challenges, but rather than, you know, take a back seat or get knocked down, you did something um, that I thought was very commendable. You tried to educate people about um, the autoimmune um, disorder that you um, have been diagnosed with and you um, developed, you were the producer of the award-winning film, Beauty Does Lie. So if you could, if you don't mind, let's kind of start there, but kind of share um, a little bit of your background with the audience so they'll get an idea of who Courtney G. Smith is. Um, well, like you said, I produced the documentary, so I'm, that 
and just doing that was was it was a project that was in my heart so the fact that it got picked up for distribution and won an award it was just like wow i just i had never envisioned that so with that i became an award-winning film producer which was huge to me um because it was my first project so and just through the cycle of life and dealing with my health i then went into becoming a Reiki practitioner, which led me to become a Reiki master. So currently I am a Reiki master and teacher. I do teach Reiki um, to my students who want to become practitioners themselves. Okay. So, and, and why don't you tell us for, for people who may not know what exactly is Reiki um, and what are the benefits? Reiki is a Japanese, it's actually an ancient Japanese form of energy healing. And it's similar to the laying of the hands of the church where I'm laying my hands over specific parts of the body called the chakra points. And at these points, I am sending Reiki energy, which consists of symbols that hold different types of energy. I work with five different symbols. Um, and at the surface level, Reiki is designed to reduce stress and help with relaxation, but it can go deeper um, where it could help heal emotional, spiritual, mental, physical issues that have been coming up for people. And you, so you started out as a client. Yes. And then... Um, Mm -hmm. A friend of mine at that time, um, she was a Reiki master herself, and I had never heard of Reiki before. Like, I had just never heard of it. Um, and I was having issues with my uterus where I was just in a lot of pain. And she thought that the Reiki would help. And sure enough, it did help. Um, it helped decrease the, the amount of days I was in pain per month. But at that time, I never got to the underlying issue. Um, so this was in two, this was 2013, mm -hmm. um, in 2015, a mutual friend who was also a Reiki master. So I had a Reiki master who introduced me to Reiki on the client side. Mm -hmm. And then her friend who was also a Reiki master, um, made me, and we always laugh when I tell the story, the woman made me take her class. Like there's no, oh, she just hinted. No, I remember she was saying that she was offering Reiki one, mm -hmm. Reiki level one. And she was like, you need to take my class. And I was like, well, I'm not interested in Reiki. I was like, I have no desire whatsoever to be a practitioner. So then she was like, well, I don't care who you use it on, use it on yourself. But she was like, you're taking my class. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, I think I said, I know I said something else because finally she was like, I see the healer in you and I want you to honor that. So it's like, when someone says that to you, what can you say? Right, right. <laughs> so I took her class um, and then she offered Reiki level two the same year. So at that, once I took level two, I was certified as a practitioner, but it would be another three years before I started actually seeing clients. Mm -hmm. um, and once I started seeing clients, it's like, I just was on this path where it was like, oh no, I need to take it to the next level and become a Reiki master. So in 2019, that's when I became certified as a Reiki master. So what, are, I mean, you mentioned um, the healing power. I, I guess how exactly, um, I guess what type of, of things does Reiki heal? 
for someone who doesn't know? Um, well, it can heal, it can heal like emotional issue. It can heal generational trauma. Um, and then it can heal physical issues. Um, I had one client and at the, at the time of our session, she didn't reveal this to me, but she had a hernia. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on what I felt, I did give her homework to just help with continuing unblocking whatever energy was blocked inside of her. And within a month, her a hernia that she had had for years was completely healed. Um, she didn't tell me this until a year later, but just knowing that I was like, wow. And then most recently I had a client, um, she had a tumor in her jaw and we touched upon it a little bit, but that wasn't the focus of the session with her. Mm-hmm. And a week later, she sent me a text uh, stating that the tumor had gone down to the size that it was four years ago, and it had never gone down to that size. So how, uh, how often should a client, um, if you know someone was interested, how, how many appointments should they have? Is this something that you should do once a week, every other week? what do you recommend or does it really depend on what uh, the individual is attempting to heal and the severity of the stress or trauma that they're experiencing? Yes, it's definitely what they're trying to, or what they, what they are addressing. Mm -hmm. And then also based on the first session, what I feel, Um, because based on the first session, I will give home, well, I call it homework, but it's, it's really exercises that the person is supposed to do after the session to help continue to unblock that energy. Um, I had one client who did reach out to me. She had a specific goal in mind. Mm -hmm. She is actually a Reiki practitioner and doula. And she wanted to, she knew that there were some energetic blockages within her business Mm -hmm. and she wanted to unblock that so that she could begin to prosper. We did four weeks. We did a four-week package. I did I actually did distance Reiki with her. And that's when the person is in their home and they can be in another state. Like I have clients in LA, Boston, Atlanta, and I'm still here in Chicago in, in my space, but I still send them the Reiki energy. Mm-hmm. So she, we did four sessions, um, four distance sessions once a week. And we addressed what was going on inside of her that was preventing her from attracting this money or being open to receiving, you know, better finances within her business. And within that fourth week, in three days, she had generated $2,500. So that when that happened, I was like, okay, this is, this is real. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have to commend my clients for doing, I mean, when I say she did the work, she did the work. When I gave her homework, you know, some of it was uncomfortable for her because it's it's making her address things and making her grow in ways where she hadn't grown before. Um, but to her credit, her doing the work allowed for the abundance to begin to come in. And so obviously, also in, in doing the work, you also need to believe in the healing power, yeah. obviously. you and, and it sounds like you need to also have a shift in your mindset in yes. order for it to work. 
So but the Reiki energy is, is designed to help with okay. that mind shift. Yeah, the one good thing about Reiki, although I'm sending it, I am just a vessel. Mm -hmm. I am just a vessel where it flows through my hands and to the client. I don't guide the energy where it needs to go. And Reiki energy is so incredibly smart that it knows exactly where to go within the body and assist in the healing. So it helps with that mindset, shifting that mindset. Are there any other, um, I guess, in terms of um, things that an individual should be doing to help shift? Like, I guess, how do you know what type of assignments or exercises that one should do? Does it, is it really just based upon the areas that they're trying to focus on? Well, it's based on what I feel after a session, because some people will come and be like, oh, you know, I know my heart chakra is something going on and it'll be like in their third eye and it'll have something to do with their intuition. And I'm like, no, that's not, you think that that's where the blockage is, but it actually isn't. So I always wait until after I do the session to assign homework. I've never assigned homework first. Okay. Yeah. And typically how long is a session? Uh, distance sessions, the actual Reiki part is um, 30 minutes, okay. but the session goes for an hour and a half. And then in person is an, is the session is an hour, but then the entire session goes about an hour and a half because there's always a dialogue that's part of it. Like some Reiki practitioners will just do the Reiki on you and that's, that's it. They won't have a dialogue afterwards. And I mean, I understand because you've you've sent that energy, a lot of stuff has come up. And it's one thing to send the energy and feel what's going on. It's an entirely different thing to now have a dialogue with your client about what happened or, or about what came up during that session. Um, but I like to have those conversations with my clients because I feel that it's important for them to know energetically what's going on in their bodies. Um. And I was, and as a practitioner, as a Reiki master, how do you um, protect your energy from, you know, internalizing what you're feeling with your clients? Well, the great thing about Reiki is that that energy protects the practitioner. Okay. So, and I tell people. It's never the actual Reiki session that is draining. Like I literally could do Reiki probably all day if I never spoke to my clients, but it is the actual discussion afterwards and helping them process what came up and then giving them homework and talking about how that homework can create that shift inside of them so that they can get, can get great results. Mm -hmm. That is actually where my energy is pulled on the most. So it's never, and what is interesting, I didn't realize this until a couple of months ago when someone asked me, one of my students asked me, I don't carry anything from a Reiki session. Mm -hmm. um, and I've only cried after one. And that's because a deceased relative showed up during the session. And I didn't know this, this client was a new client um, and she wasn't a referral. So I, I knew nothing about her. So when this came up during the session, I was just like, oh my goodness, um, to be connected with someone like that, it's a lot. 
Mm -hmm. um, but usually I have a session and then that's it. I'm not thinking about what happened during it. The only time a session will linger is if someone's heart chakra pain was so intense and I felt it so intensely that it didn't just go away immediately. Um, and that only happens at, with two chakra points. So it happens with the heart mm -hmm. and it happens with the throat and the throat represents communication. So a lot of times people who are not using their throat chakra correctly, I will feel, it'll feel like a lump is there. Mm -hmm. um, and that lump had stuck with me for a couple of days after a session. Over the years, I have learned that it's important to protect my peace and my yes. energy. Yes. And I've had situations where there are some people who will enter my space, whether it's a phone call and I immediately feel like this negative energy that, mm -hmm. you know, overtakes me because I know that there's going to be something where it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm being drained, yeah. you know? And so I've had to learn how to protect myself mm -hmm. and not allow that person or, or certain individuals to, you know, bring upon their negative energy. Yeah. Um, so how do you, what do you think we can do, I guess, to impress upon our community, how important it is for us to, um, to heal, to get rid of the negative energy and just to um, shift. I mean, there are so many different things that are coming at us left and right, you know? So I, I don't know how you get people to take a look and actually, you know, begin to, to focus on the healing. Well, I'm really big on people not disturbing my peace. My thing is, if I don't disturb your peace, don't disturb mine. And if you disturb mine, I'm going to address it in a way where it's like, you know what, I'm not going to disturb her peace ever again. Mm -hmm. Because you just don't have the right to do that. Like, you just don't. I, I value my peace. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I would love for our people to just understand how much control they actually have with their minds and with their energy when they really just hone into it. Yeah. Um, and I think a big part of, of understanding that and getting to that place is through meditation. Mm -hmm. I definitely think that meditation can serve our people in these ways that are phenomenal. You know, I was thinking about when you talk about how you um, don't allow people to disturb your peace. I instantly thought back to when we were on the second floor, HR. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, that is the one thing that I remember about your health was so important to you. Yeah. And you were, I just remember you being so stressed in yeah. the role that you were in, that it was really impacting you. And you had to make a decision. Like even that had to be a very difficult decision. Do you continue to work, you know, so that you could be self-sufficient, self-reliant and be able to financially take care of yourself? Or do you um, make a, a choice to leave in order to save yourself, you know, 
because it does, I don't think it does anyone any good. We can go to work and be on a job where if something were to happen to us, the next day you're going to be replaced. Oh yeah. No questions about it. Right. Um, but I, I don't know how many people are really able to, um, I guess, make that type of, of, of decision, that type of choice. And I mean, that takes a lot of strength and, and courage to be able to make a decision to walk away, um, but to protect yourself and your peace and, and your peace of mind and your health. Oh, yeah. And the boss that I had at that time made it very easy. <laughs> I remember... Um, because I actually went out, I went out on a medical leave. So yeah. I was, I was gone for seven months. And I remember <laughs> I told him before I went on medical leave, I said, I said, as much as you make this about me, I didn't have this problem with our other boss. Mm -hmm. I said, but I can show you better than I can tell you. I was like, do you need me to come up in here on a medical leave? And he was like, oh, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, hold that thought. Girl, two days later, I had submitted my paperwork to employee health. Mm -hmm. I went to him at 3.30 that work day. I said, it is now 3.30. I was like, I have submitted my paperwork to employee health. That means as of 5 p.m. today, you can no longer talk to me. You can't contact me. I said, so I suggest if you have any questions about my job, that you asked him right now. Girl, he had the dumbest look on his face. And I warned him. <laughs> I told you I can show you. But it, I, it, it, in, in the, the changing point for me was maybe about two weeks before that. Mm -hmm. I had parked my car, getting ready to go to work. And I was crying in the car, talking to my best friend from college. And I remember she said, Courtney, if it is to this point, is it even worth it? Right. And just her saying that, I was like, no, it's not. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, I know that I'm a great worker, but you're going to try to, you know, make my job difficult because of your hangups. Knowing what I know now, I would have mm -hmm. definitely used my mind to shift that energy. But I think I was like 20. I was going to say, you were young. We were I, young. We were young. <laughs> we were babies. We were in our yes. 20s. Yeah. You know, early 20s at that. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I just didn't have it in me. I mean, I didn't, I don't even know that I knew really what meditation was then. Mm -hmm. Um, but I knew to preserve my health, my peace and my sanity, mm -hmm. I needed to get out of that department and I qualified for a medical leave. So, yeah, I, I know I certainly could have used meditation oh, all yeah. during that time. And it's so, I tell people, all of the time and just even looking at what's going on today what what has been going on for the last month or so particularly with that organization when you think about what well, what i think about is or i tell people if i was able to survive that yeah i could survive anything because okay. there was just absolutely nothing like that i've i've not experienced anything like that atmosphere before. because it was a level of toxicity that 
if this were any other entity, mm-hmm. girl, it would have been all kind of lawsuits. Like yeah. people just would have banned together. Like, oh no, this we're not tolerating this. But the the culture at the time what was allowed it's like are you serious yeah like are you serious there were i remember the boss that i had before the bad boss was <laughs> so incredibly like i i only liked my job but i loved my coworkers and i loved him so coming to work every single day was so much fun Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was paying me good money like he valued me as an employee yeah. so I was like this is great mm-hmm. um but I remember us just him he and I having a conversation he was like this is not how this organization works mm-hmm. and he was like if you're going to stay here for a long time you, it's gonna be very difficult for you because you don't fit the mold yeah and I appreciate him saying that because I think had I stayed there my health issues would have been worse and I would have been very just disgruntled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Peace of mind is so very it's important. It, it is, is priceless. Really priceless. It, it certainly is. Um, you mentioned something earlier when you were talking about um, just in the community that you're in and um, you know what goes on um, in our communities. You uh, did a TED Talk in 2020. So I did. Yeah. yeah. So how how was that experience? Um, and how were you selected? Like, tell us. Yeah, everyone asked me this. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy because Gina, this was not on my bucket list. When I say, not only was it not on my bucket list. I had not even given one good thought about, ooh, I wonder how it would feel to do a TED Talk. Like, never. Um, And what happened was that um, I had been in contact with this company Mm -hmm. and had talked about maybe doing business with them, but nothing really happened. So it had been months since I had spoken to anyone um, who worked with the company. One day I check my email and it says, you want to do a TED talk? (laughs) And I'm looking and I'm like, is this the same TED talk, you know, that I know about? Is this some other kind of like, what platform are we talking about? And I was like, wow, of course I, you know, but this, I had to smile because this is how it has always kind of worked for me in business like when I did my documentary I did it because it was in my heart Mm -hmm. the first company that I came across who I really wanted to pick it up for distribution they did like I submitted it they were like yeah you know we wanted um and didn't have to do any kind of editing they accepted it as it was so I was like wow and I remember my production team they were just like this is so rare they're like you know they were like I don't think you really understand what this means and what's happening Mm -hmm. so it just I say that to say that God always positions me in this really unique space um and what's funny is that it is the documentary that helped me get the TED talk had I not done the documentary I probably would not I might have been in contact with the company but not to the extent of me you know doing a TED talk and Mm -hmm. 
Now, where can people, um, can they still view or access the documentary? They can. I don't have it. You know, at some point I might put it on YouTube. I don't sell it. Okay. Um, but I do, if people like send me an email, mm-hmm. I do give it to them to watch. Okay. Like I don't want to afford it. But at right. the same time, I just don't know if anything is going to come you know, if if something new was going to happen, so I don't want to put it on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so I wanted to ask you, I got a couple of more questions to ask you. Well, first, before I even get to my questions, because I don't want to forget, um, tell people how they can find you, your website, how they can, um, if they're interested in becoming a client. Yeah, if they're interested in becoming a Reiki client, or even if they're interested in taking Reiki, because I'm having classes now in February, but the, yeah, there's no way they could register for this month. That registration has closed, but I will be holding classes again in May. Um, So the best, well, whichever way works better for them, you can contact me via my website, which is just CourtneyGSmith.com. Dot com and it's Courtney uh, spelled the traditional way C O U R T N E Y G uh, Smith S M I T H dot com and then people I'm very active on Instagram so if you're on Instagram you can reach me at me Courtney G um, or you can reach me via my Facebook business page at uh, Courtney G Smith. Got it. So one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, um, you know, for for black women in particular, and I'll and I'll I'll share with you, I think I shared this with you before, like 75% of the listeners and viewers of Light It Up are women. Mm-hmm. Um and um many of us professional women, um, you know, you always hear, I hear it quite often. Mm-hmm. about how strong you are you know yes. and as women we take on everything mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I talk about I often talk about the superwoman um syndrome mm-hmm. um what advice can you give um women who are trying to balance their careers, balance uh, relationship, motherhood, et cetera, in terms of um, uh, getting to a place where they can begin to focus on self. Because as I'm listening to you and and thinking about the importance of um, shifting our mindset and so we can have that more positive energy, that's a form of self-care. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. What advice can you give those who are listening, myself included, <laughs> on trying to find that connection to self? Um, because I always say an empty cup can't pour into others. Exactly. Yes. Well, the first thing I would tell them, and this comes with the shift, but first, you have to give yourself permission to put yourself first. Um, and it's, you know, I always go back to 
when you board a plane, they always tell you, put on your oxygen mask first and then help the person next to you who might be your child. So you are being instructed that in a, you know, life or death situation, you know, you could be in this plane that is about to crash. You are told to put yourself first because if you aren't breathing, you cannot help the person next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like we get it when we're on a plane, but then we don't transfer that to everyday life. And it is okay. Your children are actually going to be better children if you put yourself first. Um, and then your mate will be a better mate because you are showing your partner how you are to be treated. Um, and it's, it's funny because I don't have any kids. So people with kids will be like, oh, well, that's easier said than done. But when I babysit children, it is all about me. <laughs> like, it is just, <laughs> it is all about me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> great. Like I play with children on their level, but we have, we have such a great time because I am honoring myself. So, I mean, I play with kids like especially I like babysitting boys because they are just, they are loud. They are rough. So I get to be like this really crazy person that I don't get a chance to be, Mm -hmm. but they are still honoring me within that space. And, you know, people, I know it's really easy. It's easier for children to obey other people that aren't their parents. (laughs) But I think a lot of it again has to do with showing them how you expect to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just really big on give yourself permission to put yourself first and on and stick with that. Mm-hmm. Um, also to help with that, I am huge. I am a big fan of meditating. Um, before I did the Ted talk, I meditated three times a day and was very into three times a day for a month for like maybe a month and a half. Okay. I was meditating to prepare for teaching race. But also in my meditating, I was very intentional about expanding my business and, you know, getting the message out on a broader level. And then lo and behold, I get the opportunity to do a TED Talk. Um, so I think meditation is, is very important. And I'm actually working to become certified in that so that I can begin to hold sessions because it's, okay. it's one thing to tell someone, oh, meditate. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other thing to show them because I know when I first started meditating, I didn't know what I was doing and nothing was shifting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I will I'll tell you this year alone, I have started my day and I can tell the difference when mm-hmm. I don't start my day with meditation or when I don't take a break and meditate throughout the day. I can tell the difference. Oh yeah, because it literally it calms your mind in a way that is just phenomenal. Like it is just I wish I could get everybody on the south and west side of Chicago to just meditate just before like you said before you start your day, start that meditation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I had to um have the reminders on my on my phone, on my calendar. <laughs> because <laughs> because and, it's so easy. You start looking at your phone and mm-hmm. then your day gets away from you and it's like, you know, two o'clock and you're like, oh my goodness, I haven't meditated yet. So yeah, <laughs> I'm glad and, to know I'm not the only one. Right, nope, you are not. 
I'm glad I have it there as a reminder to say, okay, you've got to do this because you're right. You could get so busy, um, you know, that you put that on the back burner. Yeah. So that is definitely, um, that's definitely important. And I know as, as mothers, like I said, um, oftentimes, well, just women in general, but mothers in particular just take on everything. There's so much that, that goes on and it's like, okay, at some point we do have to just pause and take care of ourselves so that we can get everything else in our lives in order because you can't function with chaos either. No, you can't. You just, and I think that's just become the norm Mm -hmm. for so many people. And then it doesn't help that we live in a society where if you do put yourself first, then you're called selfish. And you know, what people don't realize, like you said, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if I'm full, then I have the chance to help my children's cup be full. But if I'm a wreck, then you know, my children will be a wreck. And it's interesting because uh, this was well over 10 years ago. I used to work with preschoolers mm-hmm. and I didn't realize, but until I started working with them or when I started working with them, you can tell what students just by the way, just their energy and the way that they interact with each other. I knew immediately whose parents were together Mm. whose parents were divorced and whose parents had never been married. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, you knew it. And you knew not, all, not only the ones who were married, but the ones who were married and it was just a healthy environment that they were in. Mm. So I think it is, again, so important that women give themselves permission to put themselves first. Yeah. And to not feel like you have to do everything. I remember at one point in my healing journey, because I stopped working in 2014 so I could heal. Like I stopped doing everything. And I remember people, you know, people are so nosy. They'll be like, well, what are you doing? And finally, I got tired of explaining myself to people who really didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I would just go around saying, I'm a lady of leisure. Like that was my thing. I'm a lady Alicia. <laughs> and people will be like, oh, oh, okay. And it, it shuts the conversation off because I'm like, who cares what I'm doing? And why am I having this conversation with you? You're not helping my healing journey. Right. So yeah. And I was very content at that point having that space to heal. That's awesome. I'm glad that you um not only have found a way to heal yourself, but to help others in their healing journey. So it just, that's an example of sharing your gift, something that you were able to benefit from. Now you're able um, to help so many others. Yeah. So this is great. So I would love to, um, I know you mentioned that you are, you have a class that's Um, that you're going to be teaching coming up in May. So in a couple of months, what else do you, is there anything else that you have going on this year that we should be on the lookout for that we should know about or anything of that nature? Yes, this year I will actually launch um, 
because my name within like the Reiki community is the Reiki Seed. And it started as a joke between um, my colleagues and myself. And then it just kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. So um, sometime this year, I still very much so in the beginning stages, but I am going to launch a beta phase of what's called the Reiki G Tranquility Technique. Okay. Yes. And that is going to be um, a program that will work on shifting the energy inside of you so that you can begin to shift the energy around you. Um, And for those corporate women who are just so completely stressed and who think that they have to quit their corporate job to find peace, no, no, no. I'm working on increasing inner peace, confidence, and balance without having them quit their job. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can sign me up because (laughs) I I can't quit. I've got three folks (laughs) I got to take care of. Right. And we want you around to take care of them. So absolutely. That is my goal is to be around for a very long time, but I will, I will tell you it is um, when you recognize that you have to do better, then the next step is to actually put that in motion and do do better. Um, And and I, I have, um, I am working towards that. Um, I can admit that I have a high <laughs> level of stress and, um, I'm also a workaholic. Yeah, we, we're gonna, we're yeah. gonna work on that. Yeah, I, yeah definitely yeah. gotta work on that. So like I said, people, when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to think that I'm just saying like everybody else has to do it's me included. So I recognize. It's and it's an everyday thing. Like healing is something that is an everyday thing. It's not like, oh, I just had this big, you know, one part of my healing journey and now I've moved to the next phase and I just don't do. No, like you said, that meditating every day and all of that is so, it's important. Yeah. And it's necessary. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they've even shown like studies have shown even in school, for example, where if you implement meditation for children, that cuts down on the disciplinary issues as well. So even when you think about, you know, if it's good enough for adults, it's also good enough for children. Exactly. And they'd probably be more receptive because they just learn faster. They're they're just open. We come up with a million excuses why something won't work and why we shouldn't do it. Kids are like, okay, you know, what is this? Sign me up. Um, so yeah, it definitely helps them tremendously. Well, I would love for you when when you are ready to go and ready to launch your your next endeavor with the Recky G. I don't want to butcher it, but <laughs> I want you to come back and yes. you know, yes. so we can talk about it and because I, I know quite a few women who could definitely um, benefit. Yeah, and it works. Like the last, not the last time, but the time before I had to go to the doctor for something. And I remember the assistant was just like, she said, there's a calmness to you that she was like, I know you're balancing your chakras. And I was like, well, I'm actually a Reiki master. And she was like, I knew it. She was like, I can feel it. 
so yeah, it, I mean, you know, you'll get to the point where other people will feel mm-hmm. that calmness inside of you. Well, yeah, look, sign me up. (laughs) 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 So I want to thank you so much for joining me, Courtney. It it, it has been an absolute pleasure. It's so great to see you as well. So tell us one more time where folks can, um, your website and how they can follow you on social media on Instagram. Uh, my website is CourtneyGSmith.com. And then on Instagram, I am me, Courtney G. And then if you are just like, okay, I don't do Instagram, but I, I love Facebook. You can find me on Facebook at Courtney G. Smith. Perfect. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Light It Up. If you don't mind, you know, I always ask you guys, leave a review send me an email. I will even read your comments on the next episode of Light It Up. Um, But let me know what you think about uh, the show. And always share with a friend, family member, if you think that they can benefit from any of the information that is shared on Light It Up. So as always, remember to continue to light it up and shine bright like a diamond. Thanks for joining me this week on Light It Up. Make sure you visit my website at www.lightituppodcast.com or www.ajinamohammed.com. You can also find me on social media using the handle at Light It Up Podcast. If you liked what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or you can simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next time, light it up and shine bright like a diamond.